What's going on family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it Every time. And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba. Yo, what's going on, fam? It's your boy Anthony O'Neill. And in the month of February, we as a country, we highlight and celebrate the richness in the black community by calling it Black History Month. And as a proud black man, I want to celebrate and highlight other black influential people in the world. So I want you to sit back, enjoy this conversation, but get ready. Next month, we're back to talking about money, success, mental health, healthy relationships, you name it. But for this month, I want you to enjoy these conversations. I'm not playing about the legacy that I'm leaving. And when I come in and I'm dripping, <laughs> okay, mom. <laughs> like, it's going to be it. not because you think right. that I have it. Have. I really am going to have it. When I decide, if I should decide to don a Louis Vuitton, it's going to have 
more on the inside of it than I paid to obtain. You know, it's just all about your preference and your taste. And going back to your previous question, I think out of everybody, black people deserve nice things. We're not going anywhere. It doesn't matter about who's in office. It's not my job to make white people comfortable. 2020 has also shown that we're not the thugs. After this day, nobody can tell me that white privilege doesn't exist. Racism is not an individual. It's a system. Do we as a black community truly desire success or do we want to look like success? Look like success. Oh, shoot. You got to learn this the hard way. Me being, you know, someone uh, young of age and didn't have much growing up, I found myself when I did get money mm -hmm. to spend it to actually look like money. Mm. Wanted to look good, feel good, and I guess feel successful. Why? Monetary things. You didn't have it before. You just see it on, you know, TV. You just think that, you know, this looks nice. I think I would look nice wearing this. Why not buy it if I have the money to do so? But uh, then realizing how unimportant monetary things really were and how un unimportant they are. And as a community, you see it all over the media. Like, everybody wants to buy the Louis Vuitton or, you know, the purses, the bags, the shoes, the dresses, the... When all of that doesn't matter, you can only one wear one fit once. It just sits <laughs> in the closet, collects dust. You don't even go that many places. Mm. So, Especially in a pandemic. And me just being a personal trainer, I wear jogging pants and the hoodie all the time. So it's just like, I mean, when you, when you think about success, why do you have to wear it? When you look at a lot of white people, they're not trying to go get the most expensive pair of shoes just mm. to go to a meeting. Mm. You know? Mm. It's something that we spend too much time on. I think a lot of people want to look like money. They want to look like, you know, I'm balling, but... At the end of the day, it's like you have a, a Chanel bag, you have a Gucci bag, but what's in it? Dang. So, some lip gloss? Air. Like, yeah, air? <laughs> like, like, what's in it? And going back to the question you asked, yeah. when I think about a lot of, especially the younger generation, you, you know, on Instagram and all of these things, when people get money, the first thing they do is, Oh, I'm going to buy um, a Lambo. <laughs> I'm going to buy a Mercedes. But is it paid for? Mm. Is it cash? You got all of these people buying cars for their for, you know, girlfriends or for their boyfriends or whatever. Like, if my man want to buy me a car, please let it be in my name and please let it be paid off. Don't finance. give me another bill. <laughs> don't give me another bill. No, that's right. What are you about to say? I think we want both. I go, to, I go yeah. to HBCU and I see people, I see black people hustling every day, all the time. Somebody came and knocked on my door and I answered like, hello? I didn't know who this person was, but he was like, hey, I have a YouTube channel. Like went door to door passing out flyers about his YouTube channel. And I see, I see black people hustling all the time. I do also think we like to look like success, which I don't think necessarily is a bad thing. Now, I do think it's a problem to your point where, oh, you got this nice car, but you get hit with a medical bill and you can't pay for it. But you, but you driving this nice car, though, but you can't, you can't pay your medical bill. But I don't think there's anything wrong with 
wanting to look nice. I like I like shoes. I like clothes. I like to look nice. I I like to spend money on clothes, but I'm only going to spend it if I have it. All right, so let me ask this yeah. question. Let's go, let's go deeper. Black person has $1,000 in their bank account. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about our community, mm-hmm. okay? If I give you $1,000 cash, if I put the average person in an African-American community, $1,000 cash, they have to pay their light bill or go to the one and only Beyonce concert that costs $800. What do you think the average person is going to do? It depends on the person. It's I mean, that, I think, no, I think but too much. I think you're putting in a category I think, now. Yeah. I think you're putting black people that's in categories. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like average. the many, average person. Too I said many the times, average person. The average person may not like Beyonce. Though. You know, it's just all about your preference and your taste. And just going back to your previous question, I think out of everybody, black people deserve nice things. Like, we have worked for 400 years, you know, so if we want to splurge a little bit and have comfort and have nice things, you know, especially I'm very big on this for black women. Black women deserve luxury, not to be broke, but Mm. don't make us struggle so much to have what other people can have readily available. But it's luxurious to me to lay my head down and know that nobody's going to take the one pillow I have. Right. Mm. That's luxurious to me. That's very important, but it's It it doesn't matter that... That's the point. And that, that's what I was looking for the words to say. Do I want to look like I'm rich? Like, what does that mean? So for me, I'm in a predicament. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to be looking like I'm out here being successful. Mm. So I looked at myself in the mirror and said, self, do you like what you see? Mm. It doesn't matter what other people think or, or, you know, about what you have, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Like, like you said, I, my mother likes to say a woman of your caliber should be A, B, C, mm-hmm. right? Because I, I agree, there's a level of luxury that I should have, but I paid my dues to get that. Right. And I'm still paying my dues because I want to level up. Mm-hmm. So I looked at myself and I said, self, what are you doing? I sold my house. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I want to be wealthy. Mm-hmm. I like that. And it, what wealth looks like to me and being rich looks like to me doesn't look like what it looks like to you because Bill Gates is rich. He's wealthy. And last time I checked, he doesn't look like it. Mm-mm. He could buy a, a town or a city. Mm-hmm. And, and so I made a decision to do what nobody else wasn't willing to do. I was willing to live like no one else so that later I can live like no one else. And I am 46 years old and I sold my house and I gained, I think, a 300% increase on the value Mm. in the two years that I've been living there. And I downsized from a 3,000 square feet to a studio apartment. Mm. Because I'm not playing. I'm not playing about the legacy that I'm le- leaving. And when I come in and I'm dripping, <laughs> okay, mm. mom. <laughs> like, it's going to be it. not because you think right. that I have it. Have- I really am going to have it. And it's not going to matter about what anybody thinks about it. And when, when I decide, if I should decide to don a Louis Vuitton, it's going to have more on the inside of it than I paid to obtain. Absolutely. I, so, I think about I think priorities. Are important too. 
I think about priorities as, as a black individual. Like, what's important to you? Like, do you want to just go out when you get $500? Oh, let's say a stimulus check or unemployment <laughs> checks. How many of those checks people were getting in 2020? I didn't right. get any, right? But imagine, let's say you, you're, you're middle class, you're a black middle class individual. Mm. You're in your 20s mm-hmm. and you don't have any kids. Mm. You probably stay in the apartment with other people and you, you get $800, Bills are paid, but now you just got $800 sitting. So you have to decide what you want to spend your $800 on or if you want to save it or if you want to invest it mm. or put it towards something that you've been working on, like a business or something. Like, it's really about your priorities. I myself, as soon as I get some extra cash, I'm trying to invest it now or I'm trying to put it towards my business or I'm trying to, uh, you know, set it aside for the future because you may need it. It's something called, like, when something happens, do you have any money to fall back on? It's called an emergency fund, mm-hmm. right? What are your other checking accounts looking like? What's mm-hmm. your savings looking like? Some people don't even have a bank account. They got cash, yeah. yeah. Sure. I, think cash too, I think we're too quick to judge black people sometimes, though. Thank because you. Thank you. on Uh-oh. one hand, I don't think, like, I don't think that we need to keep comparing ourselves to white people. So you say, you know, oh, well, what do white people do when they get money? You don't see them dressing like this. I don't care what white people do. Mikhail's going to do what Mikhail's going to do. And oh. I and I and and I think that you can't just say, oh, oh, this person's dressed nice. They got some Jordans on. That you know, they drive this whatever car. Uh, they they must uh, they their priorities must be must be enclosed. Yeah. I mean, I got. When I get some money, I put a lot of money in my business. Mm-hmm. And I got a good amount of money, and most of it went into my business. But the rest of that money, I went to a store, and I bought some nice clothes. Yeah. And if somebody looks <laughs> at me and goes, oh, well, she's dressed nice, you know, she must not, whatever. Like, she, she doesn't have a car, I'm a, I'm but she's dressed nice. I'm going to tell you what I did today. I actually went to H&M. It was a 70% off sale. <laughs> I went and bought some clothes today, and I haven't done it in a long time because I actually had the chance to do so. Mm. But imagine, you know, working for yourself, not getting any paychecks, no unemployment, and you grinding, trying to feed yourself, pay your bills, and it's just a blessing to have something, like, extra on the side. So, you know, I'm not looking at what nobody else is doing. Yeah. You know, that was just an mm-hmm. example that I threw out there. But honestly, I don't care how anyone else lives their life, but it's I'm always big on paying it forward. It's like I always tell my my friends, like, you know, bro, you you know, you're making this money. You're doing real well. Are you saving? I ask my friends that we talk about this stuff all the time. It's about who wants to listen. Yeah. You could, like I said, you could tell anybody anything, but it's about what they're going to take from it. Mm. And some will, some won't. I know what I'm doing, though. I know I'm leaving something for my generation. Mm. I'm going to have a business for them to have within the family, and it's not going to be taken from us. So, so, so I, I've been trying to chime in for a moment to say that uh, in, a, in an effort to answer the question literally in the context of the question, because we, we, it's easy to personalize it. It's easy to talk mm-hmm. about personal experience, but from a community standpoint, as a culture... I think we do, and the reason we do is because we are we equate success with material things. 
mm-hmm. uh, because we did not have. Mm-hmm. And once you, in order for you to have, you would have had to have become successful in order mm-hmm. to have. So as a culture, I think whenever you see somebody doing those things and they feel they have to do those things, it's because they are appealing to our culture, our community. Take church for an example. Most of your big churches that have white pastors, you don't know the pastor name, but you know the church name. True. True. Most of your big black churches, you don't know the name church, but you know the pastor. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Why? Because, because we're, we gravitate to success of the individual in our community. Mm-hmm. It's just good to see us doing well. Right. Yeah. You understand? So yeah. when, you, when you are wearing stuff to show your success, then it, it creates this, man, they're doing well, or man, I wish I could. Now, the flip side of that is we do it when we're struggling. Mm-hmm. We, put a, we portray an image when we really don't have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where the fault comes in at. Mm-hmm. We need a balance. It, yeah. it, there has to be a balance. And when you look at uh, white culture, they don't have to do that to appeal to their people. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? They yeah. don't have to. Yeah. They don't have to wear it a certain thing or dress a certain way in order for them to... In our culture, people won't even do business with you. Mm-hmm. You have a voice based on what they appear as success. If you don't have a voice, if you don't have somewhat of, of a, an appearance of success, you don't have a voice in our community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They'll give you a platform, an ear, and a whole nine yards. If you look like you're successful, they don't even know what's in your bank account. You'd be struggling. <laughs> right. But because you look successful, <laughs> oh, well, he got something to say. Yeah, yeah. That's a flaw But at the same time, you got to understand it comes because in order for us to have ever had, Mm. that means something of success has taken place and we we gravitated towards that. And how do we get to a point where it's not an either or? I think that's also unfair too. It's like the questions are always so extreme. Like if you get $1,000, what are you going to do with this? That like, I think it's a little bit much. And then we, you know, we like drag people, if you will, for wanting to have nice things or do nice things. Like I know I come from a position of privilege, so I'm not, that's not lost on me, obviously. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like how do we get to a position where people are actually successful and it's okay for them to splurge on themselves or spoil others or, you know, make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to do, stay within your budget, you know, tithe, make sure you're donating and, you know, investing in education. But then, you know, on top of that, like, enjoy some of the the success that you had along the way. Who does Black Lives Matter to? Should they only matter to white people? Do you believe that the Black Lives Matter movement is moving the Black community forward? We had two sisters in my community build the first ever Black-owned supermarket. Man, they was robbed so many times. And how are we still struggling with the same problems of police brutality? We're just continuing to fight, and we have to keep fighting. We're Black all of the time, and it matters all of the time, not some of the time. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, 
bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.